Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Joe Kavidar, Vice President of Connected Health at Partners Healthcare. In this segment, we'll talk about the shared vision that made Connected Health a reality 20 years ago, the challenge they face in collaborating with outside organizations, and what they're doing in the population health arena. I think the best place to get started is by getting some background about Partners Connected Health, um, how and why it was formed, and really what the primary goal is. Well, it's been an interesting journey. It's been a 20-plus year journey now. And so if you can take yourself back to the early 90s, uh, I am a dermatologist by training, and I was at a time in my career then when I, I was looking for something new, let's say that. And my chair was giving me all kinds of projects to try out, I think because he was a good mentor and wanted to help me find something that I was passionate about. And one of them was teledermatology, which at the time meant, could we use this new contraption called a digital camera to take images that were suitable and of diagnostic quality that you might be able to make a decision about a patient without the patient traveling? That was the concept. And so we were looking at that. And for historical fun, it was a less than one megapixel camera, cost $12,000, was about the size of a shoebox. So the world's changed a lot in, in 20 years. But the, the insight which really led me to on this career path was that you could really open the opportunity for two kinds of value, uh, access and efficiency, if you removed the constraint that you have to travel somewhere and meet in person to get health care done. And that's really what got me excited. And again, in, in sort of about 1995, we launched uh, me and half of my time and two half-time employees launched what we originally was a, a subset of MGH and then became when right after at that time Partners was forming, which was the merger of the Mass General and the Brigham and Women's. And we moved fairly quickly to Partners. And uh, my mentor at the time, John Glasser, who was our chief information officer, really saw uh, the future in the same way that I did. He, he said, I can't imagine that this isn't going to be important in care delivery. We were both off by, I think, at least a decade, uh, as it turns out, but we both had that same passion that connected health, or we, we call it telemedicine at the time, was going to be important for future care delivery. So that's how we get started. We've maintained a strong focus on being an innovation group. We try to take projects anywhere from idea stage all the way to what I call ready for scale. Uh, we probably won't be ever in the business of running something at scale, which would be hundreds of thousands of participants in a given intervention. We're, we're taking things to the point where we might have hundreds of thousands in an intervention and, and be able to demonstrate how it could add value either uh, hopefully by improving quality and hopefully by uh, improving efficiency at the same time. So that's the span and what makes us interesting to people in the marketplace, uh, both internally to partners and externally, is that breadth of expertise from early stage iterative prototyping and focus groups and, and interviews and ethnography, all the stuff at the beginning of designing something, all the way up to the point where we have something in practices around the system. We're learning in real world what it means for doctors to work with stuff, what it means for patients in the real world to, to work with different kinds of interventions. And it's all digital 
back, so the technology is in service of the mission. The mission is changing care delivery. Uh, technology isn't at the front. It's always in service. But every pro- project involves some use of technology, either some sort of sensor package, wearables, some sort of uh, mobile app. Often it's a combination of both. And the last thing I'll say is that we, we tend to be very, very patient-focused in our thoughts and in our approach. Uh, there's a lot of connected health. Connected health is a broad term. There's a lot of connected health that could be focused on improving doctors' workflow, improving doctors' efficiency, improving doctors' ability to get things done, and, uh, but we're much more focused on the patient side. The last comment I'll make is that I do have, as of two years ago, a different role here as well, which is overseeing all telehealth strategy for our delivery system that's system-wide. Our delivery system is a little bit like the federal government in the state. So we have two very powerful academic medical centers who sometimes, depending on market forces and whatnot, do things independently of one another, and they both have telehealth organizations, uh, and they don't report into me, but my job is when it makes sense for us to do things as a system to move that forward, and in that capacity, I report directly to our chief clinical officer. So we have both that overarching strategy role, and then there's the innovation group that I mentioned earlier, which is what Partners Connected Health is, is really this innovation team. And we're now in the 65-ish person range. So it's a pretty good-sized team. It includes everything from psychologists, designers, software developers, clinical researchers, clinicians, uh, nurses, people who implement programs in the real world. So it's a quite broad-ranging skill set. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) a lot to discuss there. And as far as how Connected Health works with hospitals, is that primarily hospitals that are part of partners? We have a wide reach into industry, but to be honest with you, most of the collaborations we have are with pharma and tech right now, companies like Daiichi Sankyo or, or Hitachi as examples we're collaborating with and, and, and others in that, those two verticals. We haven't had as much success collaborating with payers or other health systems. And I think the other health system challenge has a a different wrinkle to it. And if you look around the country at organizations who've either successfully done this or tried to do it, they've all formed separate entities. UPMC and the advisory board got together a few years ago and formed a joint venture. Um, Stanford spun out Evidation Health. So... We haven't done that, and so there is a natural tendency, I would say, for hospital systems to not necessarily want to work directly with other hospital systems in this kind of capacity, whether it's competitive or not invented here or we haven't really had those kinds of relationships with other hospitals. So, yes, mainly it's our internal systems, and we, just to remind you, have not only the AMCs, but we have a handful of community hospitals. We have a a rehabilitation hospital network, we have home care, we have uh, a large primary care contingent in the community. So there's a lot of different potential internal customers there to work with. Okay. And now with those organizations, what are some of the things that, that Connected Health will do to, to help increase adoption? Well, there are multiple facets to that. So there's a strategic set of initiatives 
that we've recently undertaken to sort of uncover and convene innovators around our system. One of them is called the Connected Health Fellows Program. It's really just a way for people interested in digital health around our system to gather. And we we have a few meetings a year, and we're teaching them a little bit about product development and design and, and whatnot. And that seems to be going very well. And then we have something called the Connected Health Innovators Challenge, CHIC, C-H-I-C. It's like other kinds of similar programs you've heard about where we offer something in return for submission of ideas and proposals. In our case, we're offering access to our design and software development capabilities. It's a way, again, of bringing people together. And by the way, that's changed over the years. When I started, we were kind of the only active town, so we didn't really need to worry so much about who was in charge and how to coordinate. But nowadays, as I said, both AMCs have robust programs. There's lots and lots of innovators doing good work. So my job has changed in the sense that I've got to try to be glue in an environment where people naturally want to take their own destiny because in their minds, they're innovators. So that's an example of those two programs. And then the, the other thing we do is that we work fairly closely with our population health management team, uh, almost as a, we consider them an internal customer, really, to uh, help them with next generation pop health management solutions that involve connected health, whether it be, for instance, right now we're spending a lot of energy ramping up home blood pressure monitoring for that subset of patients that are either newly diagnosed or hard to control. Uh, and that's where we're spending a lot of our energy with, with pop health. Uh, we have options to do things with them and, and we're discussing the next, the roadmap. So it'd be things like uh, med uh, adherence or possibly diabetes, home monitoring. There's some other things in the pipeline that we're talking about as well uh, for that next phase. But right now it's blood pressure monitoring and it, I might mention that links back to the fact that we are an organization that has risk contracts with all of our local payers. We're, we're an ACO, and Massachusetts has just implemented a Medicaid uh, risk program, and we're becoming part of that. So we'll have risk contracts uh, all the way around. Right now, we have about 600,000 lives at risk. We'll have more than that. And because of that, it's important for your readership to appreciate that I mentioned earlier, Connected Health has two value propositions. One is access for sure, but the other is efficiency and how you view using this set of technologies in the world of shared risk versus a world of fee-for-service is an important differentiator. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.